Hello, and thank you once again for joining us for our 118th episode of Riding Through the Ages. I am Eric. And I'm Eugene. And today we will be watching episode 29 of Commander Kuga, entitled Crossroads. It aired August 20th, 2000. Written by Narisa Arakawa and directed by Takoro Nagashi. Nagaishi. Nagaishi. There's an extra eye there. Oh, okay. (laughs) And so this is uh, the next thing in the because he just killed somebody so it's just like you know yeah because we, we at the very end of it we um he was on a beach and we saw um the guy dressed up like a like a mafia member yes and so i'm assuming he's the next one um, i think so. maybe not either way he's gonna be in this arc yeah he's one um, of them yeah i don't remember the or the order of them yeah, i just feel like it's usually you know copy paste if you see that guy at the end of the last episode he's the one you're gonna be dealing with in the next couple episodes and that's just easier for actors because you're paying them right uh yeah, so I was thinking, and I think I watched, the last time I watched Kuga, besides this, was like 2012. Yes, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah it's been <laughs> a good while. So it's, it's okay. It's You get a pass on not knowing exactly when somebody's yeah. going to make an appearance Because I started show. watching uh, in 20, uh, 2009, 2008, 2009, around there, is when I started watching Common uh, Rider. Yeah, okay. in general. Yeah. It didn't uh, take you three years to finish Kuga. No. <laughs> Well, I think I've said it before. It's like I got I watched Kiva, and then I got to Decade and found it was an anniversary show, and I went back as far as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. But at that point, Kuga wasn't uh, – there was no good subs of Kuga. So I watched from Ryuki, and then as good subs of Kuga came out – this is before, like, you could just – watch this you can watch this one yeah you, you can watch this one on shot factory and all that stuff um uh 2b and all that stuff but so then i watched it as good ones who came out yeah yeah and so i watched it around 2012 2011 2012 um uh but like i said i've already i'd already seen decade by then because i caught up to decade mm. and then i started watching decade and realized it had nothing to do with any of those shows so i didn't actually have to watch any of them but because <laughs> it was just like i I went through Kibiki for this. No, <laughs> uh, the start of Hibiki is good. It just gets bad near the end. Um, <laughs> it's like it had such good intentions, but well, yeah. I don't know. I, just a little bit of Hibiki I saw. That's the one with the the taiko drumming, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be a fan of that. Um, just just a little the aesthetic. Not into it. Not it's not the taiko drumming. It's the giant mech taiko drum thing that I don't like about it. Oh, they they fight giant CGI monsters. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The weird scene you saw with them, all the taiko drumming, that was the decade thing. Yeah, right? the decade thing. Exactly. I mean, that was my first uh, So that's like bit of exposure there. Uh, but yeah, so... So that's why I was ta- taking it with a grain of salt, just that eh, I don't really want another... Like, I've never really been a big fan of the giant uh, kaiju destruction, you know, like, or like Godzilla. It's nice, don't get me wrong, but if, if the whole show was people making a giant mech suit to fight Godzilla and company, I wouldn't like it. Like uh, like Voltron, not my style. Yeah, teach their own. I mean, there's plenty of people that like Voltron and things like it. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's very few like giant mechs or anything like that in Common Rider. This happens every once in a while, every now and then. But uh, but no, it's it's them. It's like just normal sized people fighting, not giant monsters, just big monsters. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not all the time. It's just some of the time. Uh, cause it's expensive. Yeah, I bet. I imagine <laughs> it's not like they're 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 they've gone past the rubber suits yeah. stomping on. Uh, yeah. Tiny uh, little so, fake um, buildings, but yeah, the 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 that decade sequence was meant to be ridiculous. Mm. It was meant to be ridiculous about the ridiculousness of like what happens when you have a guitar axe <laughs> and you know a, a trumpet gun and stuff like that all in one scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Hibiki isn't that bad in the start, definitely. It ends in a weird place because it got shifted halfway through it uh, because the toy sales weren't that good. Mm. Because it wasn't meant to be a Kamen Rider show. It was meant to be a Metal Hero show. Oh, okay. How many, okay, how many shows were meant to be a Metal Hero show that just became Kamen Rider? Just Hibiki. Okay. Um, there was they were going to skip that year of Common Rider, but instead they just co-opted Hibiki and made it a Metal Hero show. Made it a, a Common Rider show. That's why he doesn't say Anshin. He doesn't have a belt. He doesn't like have a belt transformation device. Mm-hmm. He has a belt. That's his drum. Um, he uses a tuning fork. They all use tuning fork. Uh, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be an experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, it's a very interesting, good show. And in, like, especially by the time we get there, it's like 2005. You'll be like, you've had watched probably like 10 shows all the way to the end. You're like, oh, this is a nice change of pace. Right. I could be. I mean, I could see that. You know? <laughs> yeah, especially if like you start seeing um, like similarities across writers. Like you can always expect this from Hidenori Ishida, and you can always expect that from, uh, I'm just going to flip over uh, Riku Sanjo or something yeah. like that, you know? So, um, so anyways, that's that's uh, Hibiki. Anyways, we're watching Ka- uh, Kuga. Kuga here. And so, yeah, it's the next... Um, Actually, like, I know something that's happening in this episode. And I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has, but I don't remember the villain, okay. the, the monster, the grungy. Right. Because especially now, it seems like the grungy are less in it. Kind of. Yeah. Because we got the new set of grungy mm-hmm. and they're like more mysterious. Yeah. They don't want to. Definitely with the first batch, they were all like always talking in groups and, yeah. and stuff. And now it's just like you, like one scene yeah, an episode or something. it's almost like they're the survivors of their own individual grungy groups yeah <laughs> i mean i doubt that's the case it's yes just, um, i mean so it's like uh the go i think they are yeah the go they're they're definitely different than the me mm-hmm. they're more they're more confident in themselves so they don't try to one-up each other yeah. in the same way. They still one-up each other, yeah. but they don't do it in the way that, like... Yeah, it's not like... Um, it's, there's petty. Not, it's not petty. Right. Well, I mean, it is petty, but it's it's not it's not direct. Yeah, they're not they're not saying, oh, so that's what you can expect from a blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're like... W- no, it's uh, my turn. To, make, to show you how good I am, I'm just going to do better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Show, not tell. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they're all confident. Um. Yeah. So I mean, uh, let's see. I I've seen the Cho Henshin for Titan, Pegasus, and Azure Dragon. So all that's left, right, is is uh, Mighty. Yes. Okay. So the only one that I haven't seen Cho Henshin for is Mighty. Um. And then this is all. This is all technically the mid season upgrades, right? Yeah. The rising forms. Okay. The rising forms. So I'm sure there's going to be another one. There has to be at least one more. Technically, he just says Cho Henshin whenever he goes to another form while he's in form. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, so the rising form is just one more. Yeah, these are the mid-season. Uh, I don't remember. It's possible that his final form only appears in the last episode, hmm. if I remember correctly. Like I told you, like... The concept, the, how, how toys were, are sold is going to change over the yeah, next couple. But no, like, the show, there will be a time when we'll watch the next episode, and you're like, did we miss an episode? Mm. Or five? Mm. And you're like, no. They just skipped a whole section of story. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> just like... Like, maybe there's, like, a good reason for I it? Don't, I don't know anything about it, but it was just like, yeah, every time I'm just like, did I, did I miss an episode? Like, huh? No, no. Oh, this is... This is it. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that feeling. I always, I always have. Like, there's times when I'm, you're watching a show and it'll do, like, it, it, it won't say it, but it'll, it'll be showing you something from the past or showing you something from, like, 
the future and you don't know. Yeah. You're like, wait, is this happening at the same time? Like, wait, did I just miss something? And you find out, oh, this because the whole, because the start of the episode was the the future that we were working up to for the rest of the episode. Yes. But it wasn't filmed in a way for you to know. It wasn't like a person telling the story. It was just flashbacks, but it was not flashbacks. It was just backs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes that can be done well. Yes. Um. Sometimes it can be done really bad. Like in Bacano. I don't know about the light novel. I haven't read the light novel all the way through. But in the um in the anime, it takes place over the course of three years, 31, mm-hmm. 32, and 33, I think it is. But, like, they only tell you, uh, like, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, each scene is taking place in a different year. Yeah. And they only tell you which ones are taking place in which year once at the start of the episode. And you're supposed to just keep up. And just remember. Yeah. yeah. Remember, this character is in 31, so just deal with it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that just reminds me of, I, I'm so sure that this, I'm getting serious deja vu about this conversation with you, but um, I like think Cloud Atlas, if you haven't seen it, it's like the whole time you're watching it, you're, you're like, why Why are all these stories being told? None of this has anything to do with each other. You're, t- you're basically telling me five different stories at different times. Yeah. And then the very ending, you're like, ah, oh. and it's rewarding, you know? Yeah. You're like, yes, finally. I, and now I get it. But before that moment, it's it's literally... Like, this is a disconnected scene. This is a disconnected scene. Can we get to the point now? <laughs> Especially because it's like two and a half hours or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're going to go watch Crossroads to see if there's actually any Crossroads. Yeah. like Because I'm crossroads? sure that at Crossroads, it just means drama. Yeah. It's like Jean hits a Crossroads when he realizes that it's none of his business. <laughs> Although he's not wrong. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's just none of his business. But that mainly it's because you don't really work with her. I mean, they do the now. So the idea is now, now is the idea now is that he's always there now. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. He's always staring at it. And he's know. always working on a go rum now. Because remember the last mm-hmm. he was talking about how he's going to be working there regularly and stuff. So like they're telling how long it's been like weeks or something that he's been working there. And just now he starts saying something. Yeah. Because even he even he knew about it like the moment he met her. Yeah. And he was upset about it. Yeah. He's probably been stewing for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Than but the now he's just like, OK, no, no. I know it well enough to be like, hey, talk to your son. Yeah. Like, Come <laughs> on. Why don't you go home every now and then? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to go uh, watch this. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Okay, and we are back. Back with Common Rider Kuga, Return of Knife Guy. Yeah. So the the nice thing is like the Blade Guy is the first scene. Yeah. Starts off with you know what you're getting into. It, it, but the thing is is like it was not nearly as bad as the previous ones without Yeah, I mean, okay, so we the good news is that we kind of already understand his character since he's been in the story before. Yeah. So we don't need uh like three minutes of extra characters kind of setting it up for us. Yeah. We know he's got mental health issues and whatever he's doing right now is better than trying to become a grungy and killing yes. people. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, way, that way we can get like a 30 second thing of him just painting or looking like he's just actually he's just really sitting around with all his paintings and he like flicks open his knife. Yeah. And then it goes to the opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say that you expected a different episode when you see him at the start. Right. Which yeah. is nice. That yeah. It, it subverted expectations. I Because I think I'd have to check, but I think it was the uh, uh, I think the other episodes with this guy were Inoue. 
Um, yeah, I can't actually. I was trying to look through it, and then I realized I'd be here all day trying to find the exact moment. Because I don't uh, even remember the name of those episodes. I don't remember the name. I don't remember which portion. Like, if is it like episode 14, or am I just saying that because that's around the time that we kept talking about other series? Yeah, so. You know? But I think it was. It, if, even if it wasn't, oh well. If it wasn't, he's written much better in this, even though he's not in it that much. Right. And he's not this focus of the episode. Yeah. So, it, honestly, he's kind of. Uh, it's almost disconnected from the plot, short of the fact that, like, he, what he's doing is affected by yeah, and things it happening it in the episode. Yeah, it becomes connected in the next episode. Um, yeah, okay, I, I kind of figured it was yeah. going to come around. It's, it comes around. That's why it's def- it's definitely not a suck. It's just, uh, it's different. It, well, yeah, because it uh, it's almost like, what if we had this, um, it's, it doesn't end the same way, but what if we had the same, the story of uh, uh, Nana's teacher? Right. And then like, he dies at the end of the episode or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, that would have been kind of artsy. Yeah, it would have been <laughs> artsy. Well, like, he, the, the the story of him in this episode is also kind of artsy because it's like, what happens to a character after Kuka interacts with them? Yeah. yeah. What happens to after Godice change somebody? What right. do they do? Yeah. No, I will say that the time that's spent on him this episode is kind of refreshing compared to the way that they've done it with um, other characters, like you were saying. Or like how much they spent with the teacher um, when he came back. Right. Y- yeah. yeah. <laughs> like how many how many scenes just him awkwardly sitting in a bus stop with Sakurako over there, that yeah. we, just so you know that they're near each other and they will interact. It's like... Yeah. It's not like it's a super thrilling scene where you're like tensions building or anything. Yeah. It's it's just a waste of time. Whereas in this case, it's like every second that he's on screen, they're conveying something. Yeah. I don't quite know what it is, uh, like a hundred percent yet, but I still yeah. I have an idea. Yeah. You know, um, and I found out I found out through watching this, he's actually a really good al- artist. Yeah. So and that makes sense. An artist would be the kind of guy that you know screw the world. I'm well, he was an artist who was then diagnosed with terminal disease. Yeah. Combine those two things. Surprise he has both ears, really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he's got he's like, "Man, I've only I've got four cousins." <laughs> yeah. But only two ears. <laughs> or, or was it his sister? I can't remember with Van Gogh, but that's who we're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Van Gogh. Yeah, Van Gogh. Um Anyways, so yeah, it comes back from the opening. It's the pole pole. Yeah, it's Godai's cooking the curry. Yeah, nine twenty cooking the curry. It's almost like you could say like uh, drinking the Kool Aid or something. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like it's just like it's like shooting the breeze, but it's just like I'm just cooking the curry. Right. <laughs> You're just like, what does that mean? Is that like a is that like a saying like you're just hanging around or are you right. like, no, I'm I'm cooking the curry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I actually really like the scene because uh, I forgot he was doing a scrapbook. The oh, chief, yeah. yeah. So, so he's sitting there. He's he's the doing owner, the cooking, yeah. and the the uh, the owner's talking to him, but to himself mostly about how cool the new forms have looked, and how they're only we only need red to finish the set at this point. Yeah, and um, then and then when that happens, I'm going to release a new curry based on it oh, called the gold leaf. Yeah, curry. with like gold leaf curry. Yeah. yeah. So he's sitting there, like he's cutting it up, and Nana's like, "Do you want to help with this?" And she's got like six tomatoes that need cut, mm-hmm. and he's like. No, this is actually really important for the shop. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, the scrapbook's really popular. Customers will come in and we'll flip through it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, like, if you, you happen to have a really well thought out and made scrapbook of every appearance that he's made in the news, I'd read it. I mean, especially if it's like current events. Yeah. Like, what's been going on? But yeah, so like it was a cool idea. And like, that's the idea of like, we're going to condense all of the information about uh, number four yeah. into this book. And so, yeah, people would be like, oh, you know. 
and then maybe they'll go back and like buy those issues and do the same thing or yeah. something. Or it's like, oh, I missed this article or something like, like that. Where'd you find this? And I mean, yeah. think about how many people. I mean, I click them all the time. You just click on articles that are basically just like, here's a list. You can find out the information on this list really easy yourself. Yeah. But I've done it for you, and you're like, okay, well, I'm reading this list then. Yeah, I, I, it gets me all the time. Yeah. Um, I, it's like I'm it's a... like a list of the best selling manga of all time. It's like you could look at the Wikipedia article. It takes you three minutes, but you're gonna read this 45 minute article. Right. <laughs> That'll right. explain it all. Exactly. Like um, I don't know. Like I'm I'm very bad uh with YouTube in general, but the ones that get me and I I hate it every freaking time I do it is there's this uh channel called What Culture or whatever. Yeah. And they have a bunch of different derivatives. Oh, yeah. It's just like it's just like but top tens. Or yeah. Whatever. It's almost every day. There's a top ten. Top ten scary movies where blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, I have to see and, it. And and and, and, and then it's like they're all almost all all rated too mm-hmm. and so it's just like they'll be like they'll do the top 10 ps5 games or whatever the top right. 10 ps4 games or whatever and really what they're doing is they're just going to like uh, ign or something yeah, like that the websites that have uh the rating they're just grabbing the 10 and then they just put it to video clips and you're like i'm gonna watch this yeah i mean that's <laughs> the thing is after, after every single video i'm like why did i do that okay so let's they, click they, the next one now they, they mix it up a little bit what they do is they take yeah metacritic or there's another critic one um, I don't know. I don't know the one for games, honestly. Yeah, but anyways, what they do is like there's a there's a critics review and then uh, a user review. Mm. So like anybody can do it, and then there's a critic review, which is from the like the magazines and the websites and all that stuff. Yeah. And so what Wall Culture does is it just adds the two together and divides it by two and gives you the average of the two of them, and that's how they get theirs. <laughs> Makes <I'm> sense. Like, <laughs> Makes sense. Although a lot of people review bomb now, but anyways, right, um, right. So yeah, he does the scrapbook and he does a pun about. Oh, uh, I can't remember I think what it was the pun was. Beautiful or something like that. Yeah, instead of beautiful. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Something along the lines where you had to really force the pun. Yeah. Uh, and he's the only one laughing. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, there's that fun thing going on, and and Godai finishes cooking, and he says that he's gonna go talk to Subaki. Yeah. Um. And so then the next scene we get is it's uh nine fifty one. I believe. And no, no, I'm sorry. 9:38 with Sakurako. And she's basically reciting the the unknown prophecy so far. Right. And meanwhile, or her computer translation is, or whatever. And her computer is decrypting something. Yes. You know, just basically, she's it's showing that she's back to usual work. Well, yeah. So, uh, well, it's like the thing is like also reminding you that there's this thing that that she thought was about like Godai dying, mm-hmm. but he pointed out it's not about him. Or it has nothing to do with, like, if she gets shocked, it, it, it's like the sun will be swallowed up or something like that when mm. the wellspring dies and stuff. So if it wasn't about, like, him dying, it's about something else. Right. And they haven't figured out that yet. Okay. And so just reminding you that, like, this still matters. Right. Even though we found out it didn't apply to what we thought we thought, it means that it, there's still something that this matters with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. But yeah, she can't figure it out. Yeah, so she's she's like getting a little frustrated with not being able to figure it out. And then the door opens, and it's Jean, and he's brought Miku with her or with him, yeah. which is the little girl from Mika. Yeah, Mika. Yeah, Mika. The the little girl from the <laughs> thinking about suicide, but never actually going through with it. But uh, then maybe it was just because they were she's filming the it that way. The daughter of the archaeologist who died in episode one. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's just like, oh, hey, you've grown, blah, blah, I, blah. I think really she's been in more episodes than the chief of police. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Although the chief of police is a recurring character. He's he is. Been, you know, but it's just like, 
Uh, but yeah, she's been in quite a few episodes. He's so, got he's got more things to do than to okay do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. So uh, she comes in and she, basically he's like John's like she wants to see Gorham, so mm-hmm. you know bringing her in. Yeah. And, and I can't remember exactly what she was saying when she starts to name drop Godai in she context. Says, she of says number I'm, four. I'm, uh, Sakurako says, "Oh, you want to see the piece that your dad found." Like how it's working, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm just hoping it's helping go." I mean, number four. And then John's like, uh, "You don't have to bother with that number four crap. I know it's Godai." <laughs> and Sakuraka's like, "You knew?" And he's like, "Yeah, Nikita told me." Yes, it's like, and I mean, he's handling just as well as I thought he would. Yeah, it's like yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool, awesome. And and then he's just like, "Mika, how do you know?" She's like, "He transformed in front of me," and yeah. like, there's like a singe of like. Oh, that would be cool to find out. <laughs> Yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> I found it for like third third rate. It's like, the thing is, is Godai to the point, he's like, he doesn't care who knows. No. He's not telling every single person he meets on the street. Right. That he I'm might as well four. be like, he, he like puts the patch on. Well, the thing is, is he, doesn't, he doesn't tell anybody he's number four. He tells everybody he's Kuga. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. And if you know Kuga is number four, then you're good. Then it makes sense. Otherwise, you're just like, he's like number Kuga four mean? crap. Kuga. Um, so the next scene. Well, no. Uh, another thing is, is like she's like, "Oh, you haven't been there in a while." Oh, that's oh, right. You, you used to be going there every day, and then Sean's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Hmm, yeah, okay, you're right." And, I, for, I forgot that part. Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh, it's subtle, but it, it's good. It it's did good go for over the show. too well, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> she didn't listen. Yeah, that uh, that book went unfolded. Un- unfolded, yes. <laughs> Poor so, paper book unfolded on the floor. It's like there's just a scene of her throwing the whole thing in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> so 13 minutes later, uh, Inokita and the chief, who were just mentioned, yeah. is, they're walking uh, down the hallway of um, the research you know, institute. institute, and they're talking about the Grungi stepping up their death, death game, and yeah. it's becoming more difficult to figure out what they're doing. It's becoming harder for Godai. Yeah. Uh, the chief's like, how is, you know, what kind of person is Godai? Because they've never actually formally met. Well, yeah, because they, they, they remember Remember, he's like, I want to be separate from it. Yeah. So unofficially, he can have this conversation with her, but yeah, officially, so, he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, because he doesn't want to actually force Godai to be part of it. Right. And this is the whole thing. It's like she's like, he's like, he's a great person. He's got a big heart. And this like says a lot about the chief in it because his next response is, "We have to get better." Yeah. We like, yeah, we need uh, stronger weapons. We need better tactics. Yeah. We can't be relying on this guy. We yeah. can't let this guy who's got a good heart be doing all the killing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We have to do some of the killing. (laughs) He seems like a good cop. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, he got where he is because he worked hard, not because somebody gave him a position. It's nice to see an administrator who's, like, a good guy. God, it's refreshing. I mean, you can't tell that kind of story anymore. No. You really can't. Like, you can get it. I was watching, I was just watching a show. And I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was in, it was a Korean show. But it was the same kind of concept. It was in um, Uncanny Counter. But yeah, it was like the cop, the police chief was like totally crooked and corrupt and everything like that. Yeah. It's like like, like nice to see a a person in authority who's a decent person. Right. (laughs) I mean, when you're that high up, it's, it's, I mean, we we always refer to stuff like that as playing a game. Yeah. Because there's all these little rules you have to tiptoe around, but it's like. You can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's shoved down your throat. Like you, you have the rules, and if yeah. you if you break the rules, somebody who's like not even in the state that you're in 
Yeah. Or the town that you're in is going to replace you with somebody else. Yes. You know, so he can't officially acknowledge Kuga uh, as working with the police. Well, he can't acknowledge Godai is Kuga is working for the police. Because if he does, then these higher ups will make him basically turn him into like a cop, pretty much like a weapon or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because like, it's also it's also too like if anything goes wrong, let's say Kuga gets thrown through a wall and gets hit like hits an old lady and she dies. Um, they could blame the chief for letting him work with the police, and yeah. then you well, know. they still could. They, they still could. Still I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but it's just easier to pin it all on him versus him being like, "What? To unidentified life forms are fighting, and my police are struggling to hold." You know, um, he's most uh, yeah. That's a possibility, but yeah, mostly his thing is that he wants to just right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm just saying that then you, you can see that uh, behind the you know the red tape and all that stuff, you still see that he cares about like the individual. Yeah. Godai, who he's never met, yeah, as a person, yeah, which is that's impressive, yeah. Uh, I just like it. it's really f- really refreshing, yeah. But uh, so yeah, he's like, you know, we need bigger weapons, better tactics, and she's like, yeah, you know, we're working really really hard, and he's like, we also have to figure out the unidentified zero, right? Because nobody knows about that yet. Yeah, that's still a mystery. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, they they she takes him to a. I don't know why they have it in kind of a little warehouse section, but I imagine this is the workshop area. Yeah, and you see uh, kind of a silhouette of the bike. We're not even, it's not really silhouette, I don't think it's the right word, but it's like shadowed. You don't it's really a, see what it, it looks close like. enough, yeah. Um, but it, they've apparently been doing a lot of upgrades on it, working on it. Well, so what they're doing is they're making it so it's more compatible with Gorom. Mm-mm. So they were like, they studied Gorom and how Gorom fuses with metal, and they're redesigning the bike so it's able to fuse with Gorom easier and more often. Yeah, something before like it breaks down. 200 times before it breaks. Yeah. Is what they said. <clears throat> or, or like 200 times as long or something like that. Yeah, 200 times. Whatever the metric is, 200 times. Yeah, so um, that's, that's the idea. Is like, I don't think they really mentioned it, but they did mention that Gorom was like, it can't do things all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make it easier for Gorom to do his thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's like, okay, you know, rush it, basically. Yeah. This is like priority. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it goes to the Grungi, I believe, right? Yeah. And we get Sash Captain. I don't know what to call him besides that. I just call him General. General. Okay, yeah, I can see that. General talking to uh, Rose, Rose yeah. about how Bemwi, which is the goth lady, he was surprised that she died. Yeah. He wasn't expecting her to be taken out by Kuga. And I guess that the Rose is like, it seems like Kuga's going to be a problem. With the semifinals. It's going to be like a, harder to do with the semifinals. He's like, well, I'll, I'll kill him. So pretty confident that and, he's gonna be the one who takes him out. Yeah, and then bat, bats all sneaky. Yeah, he's, he's just bat. in the corner. Yeah, honestly, it's what's messed up about that is I didn't even see him in the elevator. Yeah, but he was with him. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the corner being all yeah. sneaky. That's how sneaky he is. Then even the camera didn't see him. Uh, <laughs> he still got something in his coat pocket oh. that he like keeps feeling up. Yeah. Uh, so they they walk into a room and there's a lady spinning a roulette wheel. Um, there's another guy standing around the table, and then in the background you see the uh, the mafia suited yeah. dude, like the it's pinstripe. Yeah, pinstripe, old school fedora. Yeah, he's you know, he stands up. He's got and the he's, suspenders on. He's like, are you are you here to see my game going on? And yeah, she, watch me do my thing. And he's she says you have to kill five hundred and sixty-seven people in seventy-two hours to succeed. It's like, are you ready for this? And he's just like totally confident that he yeah. can handle that. Yeah. At this point in time, five hundred and sixty-seven and seventy-two hours doesn't even seem like big numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like only five hundred and sixty-seven. Especially when you consider what's happening later in the episode. Yeah. The how he starts to do it, man. Yeah. The, the numbers in the episode. It's, it's Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh. 
It's 1018 at the hospital. Uh, he This is where uh, Godai goes to talk to Tsubaki. Yes. And they're going over his charts and readings and stuff because he's been monitoring his his uh, you know physical health. Well, yeah, because w- since he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You martyred that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and so we, we see that he's gaining more, um, like whatever, I can't remember what they called it, the Amadam or some crap, like something about. It's the jewel thing. Yeah, that's the heart of the belt. I think it's Amardam. It's it starts with an A. Yeah. Um, it's getting like more connections in his body. Yeah. So he it's encroaching on his like it's starting to encroach on his brain. It's something well, about first, generating its own electricity. Well, well yeah. So the, they're they're surmising that basically it never had exposure to electricity before. Mm-hmm. And when he got shocked by it, it like learned from that. And now it can it's, generate it, its own. Yeah. Uh, now it's generating its own electricity, and okay. that's what's like getting him. Like more powerful, right? And then so so Godai suggests that. Well, well, I guess before we get to that part, before I'm sorry, he says that it's encroaching. It's like taking over his body. It's changing his biology, and it's encroaching on his brain. And that he's worried that he could become a biological weapon. Well, yeah. Uh, well, he said he's, he said his desire was. The, he, well, no, no. And then that's what I'm saying. In, in order to so this is this is Tsubaki talking because it because yeah uh, Inu or not Inukido. Ichijo is like, well, why did you bring me? Yeah. Um, if it's just about this, and he was saying the reason why is because it, this could mean that over time he'll just become a killing machine, yeah, like a biological weapon. And so Godai was saying he doesn't think it's quite that because his he, it's th- a he thinks he's effect. getting he, he thinks he's getting stronger because he wants to get stronger. Yeah, because so he got he got shocked. And then he was wanting to get stronger, and so then the electricity made him stronger. So he's like, maybe it's because I had a desire for this that this even started happening. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't have happened, so which makes sense. So it's like, is so like the the question is, is like, what is the cause? Is does he want to get stronger because it's making him into a weapon? Right. <laughs> or is he getting stronger because he wants to get stronger? Yeah. Or is he getting more becoming more of a weapon because he wants to get stronger? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's so, um. So he he mentions like it's almost like he didn't want to continue to discuss his side of it because he's already like that is Tsubaki. He's yeah. already laid out his concerns and um Godai has said what he thinks it is. And so he's just like, "Well, look at this part and he shows like the right leg or something like that." Yeah, yeah. and he says uh he says something about uh the red form. Yeah, well, so he says that this this leg has got the most it's like the most concentrated or changed. It's yeah. like uh got the most strain on it. It's got the um, most uh he, he, he asked him how his leg is feeling. Yeah, so he like you know, there's there's more around. there's more there's more connections there. He's like it doesn't feel any different, and so he's like, well, I think I feel like the red form or the yeah the red form is going to be the most strenuous or uh, dangerous yeah. for you to change into. Yeah, because um because there's so much uh like because if you look at it, there's like a lot of like strings, there's connections and fibers there, there's more like electricity. Yeah, um, because so, the rider kick. Yeah, so what it is is that um the. Uh, the red form is the only one that he does the attack with his body. The other ones he uses as a weapon is like an in-between. Right. So yeah. that's, that's where the danger comes in. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It does. Like yeah. it, lo- it, it follows logic, and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um. So he's just like, look, man, everything's going to be fine. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Gives him the thumbs up and says that he's got to go back to the cafe because he's got some stuff to do. And he's like, um, and he, and he leaves... Um, but he goes, he's on his bike and he's getting ready to put his helmet on and drive off. And then he has like a pause. Like he just stops and he sets the helmet down and he's like, you can tell he's in deep thought. So I feel like, yeah, he's just putting on a face for them, but he's also maybe getting a little worried after hearing that. Yeah. Just that he's never going to admit that. Yeah. Um, because he's all like, that's the thing with God. He's always about putting on a a happy face so that everybody else is happy. Right. And that's like been his thing ever since, no matter how he feels, he smiles. Yeah. Uh, 
and like gives a thumbs up and mm-hmm. he's like, come on. So uh, <laughs> the one thing though I do want to say is that uh, I mean we we usually when we get to the suck portion of of Kuga we'll talk about how it'll go on a little too long about certain things or yeah. maybe ham up the drama just a tad too much but i feel like this scene is definitely shows the strength of kuga as a series as as a drama show yeah because they they went into depth on something that would normally get maybe two sentences yeah in uh like a, a reiwa series and um then they show you you know him feeling the impact of it but in a way that you like you'd expect godai to feel yes but i feel like they spent just the right amount of time on something like this that I, I don't think I've, I really get from the other ones. Like with 71, they'll just give you some science and then we're done. Yeah. Uh, double, you're never going to get these kind of explanations because you're just going to go to the Geyer Library and get just enough that yeah. you need. You know, it's not that kind of show. And with zero one, um, yeah, it's going to be like, well, your right leg's stronger, you know, or something like that. Hey, don't use berserker form. Yeah. It'll just, you yeah. have a point, right? So yes. this one's a little bit more crunchy, but... Uh, yeah, like well, I said, there's advantages and disadvantages yeah. to it. Uh, like, this is a scene that you normally wouldn't see in Kamen Rider. Yeah. But then also, it's a, kid, it, a kid walking around for nine minutes looking at short yeah. signs is also a scene you normally exactly. wouldn't see in Kamen exactly. Rider. I just felt like uh, sometimes when we get a really good scene, we don't appreciate it as much as yeah. we should because we're always looking yeah, at the so nine the, minutes. So I think that comes down a lot to the director of this episode. Yeah, that could be. So um, he also did the first two episodes... Um, the most recent one he's done is the most the first two episodes with uh, Titan Gold Titan, mm. where like it was in the underpass and all that stuff. He did oh, he okay. did he did the one with um it was the two the the Mantis Grungi and yeah the, and all that which was also really well it was f- filmed because it like it it uh it gave you all the hints along the way without showing you that they're without yeah. just telling you them. Yeah, because it was the one with the people on the train, and yeah, the proper, yeah, yeah, the tension building. You knew this is the next person in line. Yeah, it's it's like, oh yeah, that person was on the train, so now they're dead. Right, and then when you really deconstruct uh, her walk through the station to get to that point, yeah, and then like, because originally I was annoyed by how much time I spent on it until I watched the second part of it. If this was a one-hour episode, I would never have felt bad about it. Yeah, but uh, also because I think I I missed something when I was writing my notes. Yeah, and then when we rewatched it, it's like, oh, yeah, that was actually nice. Yeah. So yeah. So he's. Uh, I think it's a, a lot of it has to do with the director. He's he knows the right timing for things. Yeah. He's a good timing director. So and he's like he does a bunch of other things. Like he does some Agito and stuff like that. So we're gonna see this guy still some. So we're gonna have to look at the next episode because he does the next episode also. Okay. Because it's two parter. Right, right. So right. um, see how like if that carries on. But yeah, the timing is well done. Yes. Um. Uh. I mean, especially because you got this other guy in it who uh. T- comes up in a second but anyway oh, about the um a blade guy yeah he has a name it's like it starts with a g or something i think right but the but next so scene is the the scorekeeper he's just walking around right it's ten twenty seven. um he's kind of looking out at the town yeah and there's like these people walking you know crowded place yeah uh, a lady looks up and she sees something in the sky coming toward like and she's just like what and she just runs and ducks to the side. Yeah, she like gasps and like ah. Oh. And so people see her doing that, like weirdo. And then they look up and see what it is, and they they start screaming. Uh, too late. Um, uh, yeah, because you they, hear a weighted thud and people fall over. Yeah, and then uh, she she's closed her eyes and she looks up and she sees and she screams. And then the goalkeeper, the scorekeeper, goalkeeper. Oh, that's a goal. The scorekeeper, <laughs> he's like got his giant abacus, and uh, he says, "Oh yeah, because we see, because in the sky you see a bunch of these things. Yeah. I thought they were like little tiny charms. I did not realize how big they were. Yeah, uh, from the the imagery until you see one like in somebody's hands or something like that. Well, yeah, because like they hit like a window, and like so they're 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 a mace. Yeah, yeah you they're know, like they're a bunch of flail. They're about the size of a bowling ball. Mm-hmm. 
And he like he takes the score and he says, uh, thirty seven hit out of fifty four. Yeah. So that's thirty seven people dead. Yeah, fifty four throws, thirty seven hit <laughs> in in maybe five seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. So you're like. 567 in 72 hours, pretty easy at this yeah. rate. And the thing is, I, I I appreciate, I really love how you hear their body thud over, but you never actually get to see the damage. Because yeah. I, I know what it looks like. Yeah. I've seen some people I get mean, womped. It's, remember, this is still a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you can't show that on daytime or morning television. <laughs> at least not on the typical channels. Um, uh, So yeah, it's, uh, it's about seven <laughs> minutes later, we see the guy... Drawing, making some art. Yeah. Um, so he's doing some art, spraying it and stuff, doing a thing. And then he looks at a article. Yeah. That is about an art contest. Yeah, an art competition. And, and he like kind of smiles, I think. Yeah, because it has, um, like the date is today where you got to submit it finally. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that comes in later. There's a whole thing about an art competition. And then, then he smiles. And so it's like, oh, yeah, he's doing something. He's not just sitting there staring at a knife all the time. Right. Um. So the next is uh, Subaki and Ichijo talking about. Yeah, so it's 1046 yeah. and they're still talking. So the only reason I bring up the time on that, it's this. They've been talking for something like 25 minutes after Godai left. Yeah. Because they're still having a conversation. So that means they've, they've gone over everything regardless of what they're showing us on screen. And, and basically Tsubaki's like, look, I, I believe in Godai. Whenever yeah. he gives me one of these. Whenever, up. When he gives, gives me thrones up, I just can't help but believe in him and like. Ichijo's just like, yeah, but, you know. Ichijo knows Godai a little bit better. Yeah. So Ichijo knows that, the like, Ichijo is starting to see around the face. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he's not. He's a lot of gusto, but he still has feelings. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's not immortal. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely not unfazed. Yeah. Uh, so he says, like, is it right for us not to tell, uh, so, what's her name, Sawaki, but S- Sakurako. Yeah. Should we tell her? And he's like, uh. Sawada, I think. Sawada. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but he's like, yeah, you know, he's he's not sure. And then um, he's like, that's a good question. Yeah. If, and then somebody ca- says that there's a phone call for the, the a nurse comes in and she's like, hey, Ichijo, the chief's on the phone with you. Yeah. And um, he walks away. Yeah. So we and then we see uh, Godai. He's racing along down the road and he gets the, you know, the radio beep from Ichijo. And he's like, so un- there's we have another attack. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, is it uh, such and such and such and such ward? Yeah, I heard over the radio. I'm already headed there. And it's like, OK, great. I'll meet you there. We're going to rendezvous. Yeah. Figure out what to do. So it's nice to see that he's doing his own. Uh, <laughs> he's paying yeah. attention to the radio, at least. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of cool. It goes to the grungy and there's the roulette wheel. The balls drop. It's spinning. And I was like, it's probably going to have nothing to do with anything. It's just her messing around messing around but no the ball drops on 16 red she calls it and the guy there's a guy at the end of the table who's got uh like a roadmap for tokyo yeah Yeah. and he like flips to a page so i don't know exactly what correlates to what yet but he calls out that it's it's uh what is it kameda three chom or something yeah so um this this seems different until you know how japanese streets are laid out okay um so not all st- first off almost no streets have street signs um but not all streets are actually even have names okay uh like major streets do and then sections of land are broken up and the streets in that section of land could be anywhere in there okay and so i have no idea how how mail carriers do it and whatever but so uh the 3 means that like it's the third section from such and such location okay so it's so the street would be or the the block or something like that would be kameda and then this is the third division of that block no so imagine the highway is the name okay coma actually means highway okay Okay. so it's the third highway okay third highway with the third uh third like cross section yeah which is like a big section of land that has many streets inside of it okay 
So it's like, imagine if like five or six blocks were like just counted as one block and then the streets inside of the block have no names and no. Okay. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I got you. It's like not like every so horrible analogy, but it's not like every parking lot is named or every uh, driveway is named. Yeah. You know, so I mean, like I used to live in a place that literally the quickest way to get to it was to take a right, a left, a right, a left and a right, right. <laughs> that was the only way to get there because there's so much stuff and like there, th- that's the way the road went. OK, because <laughs> that's because of like how houses were built and stuff like that. And that road has no name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not always square rec- or like uh, rectangular yeah. shaped roads. L- like, like- I, and like the houses aren't always laid out like in a line or anything like that. It's imagine it's like a subdivision. Yeah. But imagine if subdivisions didn't the streets had no names. Okay. It was just the subdivision had a name. Okay. <laughs> so so that's like he's getting a whole section of streets and roads in the wheel. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so uh- it's not just like one street. He has like a whole section. Uh, that he can like that is like part of the roulette game or whatever. Right, right. So so it's a bigger area than like a block or something like that. Yeah. So he's told the area, and then he stands up like, "Oh, great! It's gonna be less ground to cover." Yeah. Because it's, it's a smaller. Yeah, it's a area. smaller run because they're not uniform. Right. So but, he, he he goes up to the roof. Um, uh, he's on a tall building, so he can overlook a whole bunch of streets and roads yep. and stuff. And he like takes off his his uh, suit jacket, transforms into what I can only think is maybe a turtle. Yeah, it's a turtle because he's got a shell on the back and everything. Yeah, and he has these rings on that look like smaller versions of the the weights mm-hmm. basically that he's chucking the the. The mace, yeah, the flail head, and so yeah, he like pulls a ring off, and he's got this thing. He spins it around. Um, well, he he pulls it off, and it grows to full size. Yeah, yeah, forgot to mention that. And then he starts spinning it. So he, I, I don't know exactly how his powers work yet. Uh, I don't know if he's throwing them one by one, or if he's if he's throwing one and it com- comes out to a bunch of them. I don't, I don't know if it's ever it. going to be explained. But uh, so then it goes to the scorekeeper. Yeah, so it's eleven twenty three. He's walking down an alley. Yeah, and then Hopper shows up. Right. And he's just like, so how's such and such doing in his game? He's like, oh well, you're here right before the next attack. Once you know, he's yeah, he's like, yeah, he should be going anytime now. And so they like, kind of look around the corner, and like they see a bunch of them go overhead. Yeah, so it starts raining hellfire on the streets, basically. Like, yeah, you see cars getting hit. It's like wreckage. it looks. It looks like it, it's like this a scene out of like. A meteor, uh, um, yeah, like a deep impact or something yeah, like that. Yeah, where it's just like, like this is just the shower before the big one. And comes. everybody's like, ah, ah. cars crashing, all this stuff. And he's tallying it up, and it's fifty-one out of fifty-four. Yeah, so he threw fifty-four, got fifty-one kills. I'm assuming, I, I'm assuming they count too. Like if he hits a car and the car wrecks into yeah, another probably, car, because he caused a death, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, so he went from thirty-seven kills to fifty-one kills. Yeah. Oh no! Oh yeah, you mean yeah? So two different strikes. Yeah, because he, he shot the same amount. He shot yeah. fifty four both times. Yeah, and he killed eighty eight. Thir- yeah, out of one hundred and eight, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's, pre- <laughs> that's good. Th- those are good odds. Yeah. So um, he, I mean, and how? When was the first time he he started? Uh, so his first kill. That's actually I should have marked that. Down. I fail. Fail. So it's uh, here. That would be ten twenty seven. So it's been an hour. It's actually been. 54 minutes or 56 minutes so he's killed he has to he, he's killed 88 people in 54 minutes and he's supposed to kill 572 hours mm-hmm. it's like he could take naps yeah <laughs> yeah he could sleep go eat you know hey go hang out with a girl for a bit he yeah earned it yeah you know? he, he's he's rocking it when he said 50 567 it's like no problem what i, I honestly thought yeah he was gonna have more rules than that um I, i'm trying to figure out what the the significance of the 54 is 
Maybe it's just how many he throws at the shot. Yeah, because I, I was just thinking, like, maybe that had something to do with roulette. And then I was thinking of the wheel, and I'm like, that's a little yeah. bit more than I remember the, <laughs> the boy yeah, has. Yeah, the wheel goes to 36. Because uh, it's like, it's not 36 times 2. It's like arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> 54 is just an arbitrary number at this point. Yeah. Days of the week, or weeks of the in a year. I mean, they, they, it's 567. <laughs> Is the number he has to kill? Yeah. Well, that's at least five, six, seven. That's at least, you know. But then it's 72 hours. Right. <laughs> so it's five, six, seven, three days. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just some numbers. Uh, they might come into play later where it's just like, oh, it's the Fibonacci sequence or some junk <laughs> over that. Yeah. Um, us us uh, plebeians couldn't possibly understand. Yeah. Um, it's divisible by nine. There you go. I'm sure that, that we're going to get, if there's, if it's important, we're going to hear about it next episode. Yes. As far as how the math works and what they're, like, oh, they're counting literally every street, even if they're unnamed, to get to the next point. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, so we see the artist on the bus. Yes. I, I'm calling him the artist now because I feel like his story is now evolved to where he's no longer the, uh, yeah, he's the knife no, no, guy. He's no longer knife guy. He is bus guy. Although they have shown the knife sitting there both times. So I feel like it is going to come into play because the very first time you see him, that maybe that was just to remind you that's who it is. I think perhaps. so. Because it's like he, he flicks it open in the very opening scene, but it's closed the second time you see him. So I wonder if that's supposed to be like symbology. Oh, well, so it's like Subaki did this whole thing about the knife with him. And so maybe it's like he realizes his mortality through the knife. It's that like could a, be, yeah. It's just like something he carries around with him to help him out. It's like, it's like if you get shot and you survive, you carry around the bullet or something right. like that. Right, because originally he was, Tsubaki, I think, was like, why aren't you getting like aid for this? And he's like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, like, oh, gosh. And then Dear showed, diary. And then he showed him his dead body and all that stuff. <laughs> um. Uh, so it's eleven thirty-two. So yeah. I believe Sakuraka's on the phone, or no? She's no. she's looking through the uh, her books. Yeah, she's looking through to some notes. Yeah, and then a piece of paper falls out, and it's a piece of paper from Godai from like a while ago. Yeah, and I guess he it's got a symbol on it that he found, but I couldn't I couldn't remember where because it's like a big paragraph, and I didn't have much time to read so it. So it he says it's from the dig site. Okay, so he yeah he found this, and he was gonna tell her, but he didn't have money on his phone card. Yeah, so he just did this. Yeah. Like he handed it to her. And so um, I think it's just her remembering about like what it is. It's like a, a seem to, to remind her about how much he's working at it or something. Yeah. Or it's something that. Or she come, totally missed and it, here it is. It'll come into play later or Yeah, whatever. this is what she needs now to finally decrypt yeah. it. This is the Rosetta Stone. Um, it all along. Then she gets a phone call. Yeah, from Tsubaki. And, yeah. Uh, so we don't actually hear the content of it, but we know what's, you know. Well, he just says, about. I want to talk to you about Godai. So I think yeah. it's something that he wants to talk to her about in person. Yeah. Uh, and so Cause uh, she, she's not having a reaction like one of worry or anything. He's a, so. he, he's, 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 he's a dangerous weapon that's going to be killing a bunch of people. <laughs> um, so the next scene is. Uh, so it's 1147. The a. drive. Yeah. Um, Godai and Ichijo meet up on the road and they get to the location. As in when you're saying you're meeting on the road, they're both driving still. Right. And they just communicate through the radio. Yeah. And so over the radio, I believe it's what's her name? Nozomi? Nozomi, yeah. Nozomi talking about everything that they've they understand up to this point. There's been nine attacks. It's been an hour, well, at least since we've seen it's been an hour and and basically an hour and a half, hour twenty minutes. Yeah. Nine attacks. We can assume they're all averaging to, you know, like thirty. Yeah, sometimes more. So that's he's getting close, averaging 50, 40, 45 around there, you know. Yeah, forty-two. He, he's <laughs> doing well. So he's over halfway there. Yeah. Wow, what a beast! Um, so like three days. You insult me. Yeah. And then Do it before sunset. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you think about the, how the number 54, it seems arbitrary. Like, can he do more than that? Or is this his limit for attack? You know, like. Maybe he needs to just take a breather. You know, they are off of his body. Right. Like, is he <laughs> recharging? Is there like. 
like what, uh, we don't know if he's actually being held down by rules or if he's going all out right now. Yeah. So they they figured out that it's all in a line. Yeah. So she she mentions that this it's all along this main road or whatever. And um, so like the uh, I guess the ruling of the roulette just determines which section he's hitting. Yes. And then they they so they they kind of calculated. Is, this is like the grungy not realizing technology. Right. Because they've calculated through camera footage and like seeing the trajectory, they know where they're all coming from. Yeah, it's so not like that anybody hard. pointing off where they might have. You come have this from. many points of uh, of data, you, and they're all coming from the same spot. It's not that hard. Yeah, so they they exactly so they figure out through what is it called geographical. Uh, there's a term for it in like when you're doing detective work, but I can't remember yeah. what it is. Profiling, uh, something tra- like that. Trajectory. Uh, but you're um. They they figure out it's like Taihei Tum Chom or something like that. They 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 get it down to this like building. They get yeah. it down to a building. Yeah, and so they are like, okay, let's go. So um, I think the next scene's the uh, is Inukita getting a phone call, right? Yes. So it's Inukita getting a phone call from like the chief, and she hangs up, and she's just like, okay, the chief wants us to just rush the guns. Yeah, super high pressure rifles or something like that. Yeah. So we're the guns are the priority. Forget the bike. Yeah. Um. And so she walks off, and and Jean's looking at her. They came in. They didn't even talk or anything like that. So she walks off, and I think John's look is like, "You're still here." Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're still here, probably in the same clothes as the last time I saw you a week ago. I mean, come on. Yeah. You don't shower. Why do you look so pretty? Um. So they like. Uh. He greets the people there, and he's not glum when he's interacting with the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. So. So this next part, um, honestly, this should be my suck. I don't know why it's not. The next is the bus? Uh, no. So, so the next one is, um, so Godai and Ichijo show up at the, the building that they're told this could this could be it. And they're like, okay, well, let's just watch from this building over here for a while to make sure. Yeah. And I'm like, why? if you're just going to be waiting, why not just go to the top of that building anyway? Like, what, what reason do you have to stake the building out if this is the only lead you have? Uh, the only thing I can think me. of is that they couldn't get into that building easily. Perhaps. Or maybe they're worried about scaring the grungy off, but I don't know. Like, it, it's not explained enough, or they don't go into uh, uh, any kind of detail about why they're waiting. Yeah, well, they want to... Okay, so what I think it is, is they want to take a look before they rush into the building. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's always good to be safe. I just feel like, you know... Well, come on. Remember the last time... He almost died the last. Uh, Ichijo di- almost died the last time. He's just like, let's rush into the building where we right. think the well, I know are. it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense to me for Ichijo to go to up to the mm-hmm. other building and like maybe give Godai a walkie-talkie mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I can see them. They're on such and such floor. But like Godai going with them. I mean, I, I'll, that being said, grain of salt, he can jump, <laughs> so yeah. it really doesn't matter. And if he needs to shoot, Ichijo's the one with the gun, right? And he has to hand it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then, yeah, the same scene, because there's not, like, a transition or anything. It's just the artist now on, on the, the bus. bus and and this is where him. he's looking. He's on a bus going through, and he's looking at, like, the newspaper article about the art exhibit. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, his art book. He's oh, got, like— yeah, we forgot to mention that he was looking at the time. Yeah. So know. this is—like, what it is is, like, he's got uh, the, the thing, the, like, little— uh, clip or whatever of the uh, art thing and like the deadline is today like in an hour or something like yeah. that to deliver it yeah and so he's on the bus and he's just like yeah cool he's not worried at this point mm-hmm. but then he the, they're stuck in a traffic jam um that and, that's uh, yeah we forgot yeah. to mention that about the last scene was him like clutching his stuff and and looking at that yeah um but in this one yeah they because they're they're now at the base of the the building with the oh yeah there's attack. two bus scenes yeah yeah, it's because like, we we uh, we glossed over the last one because more interesting stuff was happening. But we here we are now. 
foot and mouth. Yeah. Having forgot the subtleties that led up to this moment. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in the, yeah, so this is the one where he's, like, this is the bus scene where he's, like, anxious and stuff. Yes, because and, he because the they're, they've been stuck in traffic for probably not too long, but long enough that yeah. he goes up and, like, hey, how much longer for the next two blocks or something like that? The next stop. Yeah. He asks about when are we going to get to the next stop, and uh, he's just like, I don't know, usually not a traffic jam right now. And then uh, the police are driving down the other way, and they're blaring, basically saying that, like, unidentified life form in this area, all traffic's cut off, we can't go in. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, open the door! Uh, so, yeah. like, Japanese buses, you don't buy a ticket to a place. You just you just pay to get onto the bus, and then you pay the difference when you get off the bus, like a train. Mm. Um, actually, you just you tell the bus driver, you like, there's actually buttons on each seat, and you press a button saying that you want to get off at the next stop. And there's nobody presses a button, they'll just keep driving. Okay. If there's yeah. no, if there's nobody presses a button and there's nobody waiting at that stop, they just keep driving. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he gets off the bus. Uh, so the next scene is, uh, the grungy on the roof. Um, yeah, so, uh, Godai sees, or I think both of them see the grungy kind of step up to the edge of the roof, getting ready to do his next attack, and so he's like, oh, I'm off, and he switches to blue and jumps. And he tells, uh, uh, Ichijo to call. Yeah, so Ichijo calls it in, says it's exactly where it is, hey, where's Sugita, we're waiting. Um, he also mentions that he already cordoned off the area. So basically, he's the reason why the, the... All the traffic is stopped yeah. and nobody's allowed in this area because they, I think they figure out kind of, uh, since it's along that road, just keep everybody off that road problem yeah. solved, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, good thinking. Well, I mean, that, that's how they blocked all the people on the beaches, I mean, the water. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so he jumps up uh, with Azure Drag and, and then once he's up top, he switches to Mighty and basically. Instantly. It's a, it's a great, like, that he's so qu- uh, careful, easy with this, the changing. Yeah, he's it's gotten like, really comfortable with it. Like, that's what you'd want to do. Yeah. You want to get to the point where you can just change back and forth where you want, you know? Yeah, it's like you punch him here, do that thing. Um. So, the, you know, the guy's swinging the, the mace at him a couple times, but he just kicks him off the roof. Screw yeah. it. Uh, you see the scene. It's kind of funny because you see him uh, like falling down from the outside of the building, and then it goes to the inside where the roulette lady and the other grunky are, and they see him fall down. Like, hmm, well, and then they're like, "I guess this building's time time to leave this building," and they just yeah. leave and walk out of the room. They're like, they're like not even. Yeah, they're not worried. They're not worried about their 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 compatriot falling off the top of the skyscraper. Yeah, they're like and smiling. So, about so he it. lands and he like crushes a bunch of things. Yeah, craters into it like a DBZ character. Yeah, and so uh, Godai jumps, just jumps down with jumping. And he just like cautiously, accurately, very cautiously, like scooches over. Yeah, because he's just like he hasn't blown up yet. So this guy playing possum. <laughs> he is playing possum. Yeah, <laughs> grabs his ankle. Um, so I think he flips out of it. Um, yeah, it's it's like so the thing is is like he switches so easily, but now it looks like he's too busy to switch. Mm-hmm. Because the grungy is like whipping around, like breaking boulders and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because he he's coming at him, you know, uh, pretty steadily while swinging around the mace, like chasing him down. He's dodging, ducking. Yeah. Um. So he ends up getting a big flip towards his bike and pulls out his his handlebar to get switched to Titan. Yeah, and so he switches to Titan, and then before that fight continues, yeah, it goes fine. to artist guy. Yeah. Um. And he's he comes up to a police barricade. So yeah, he <laughs> could he could break out of the the bus and start running, but uh, now there's like something like what twelve cops. Like, yeah. The, oh, they they would let him out of the bus, no problem. That, yeah. He, that's okay. To, as long as the bus is stopped, you can get out. But uh, so there's the cops here, and he, they're just like, hey, you can't go in. And he's just like, I can get through there. He's like, we'll find another way. And they're mm-hmm. like, you don't understand. Obviously, they won't uh, believe that this is happening and there's no reason that they would ever like allow me to drop it off an hour later because yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, i can understand 
like I can understand where he's at mentally. Yeah. Because like this is I feel like he's putting all of his Yeah. Like everything into this because he's got nothing left. Like he yeah. was barely holding on to begin with. Yeah. And so so now you're you're uh you feel like this deadline is is scripture <laughs> and there's but just the, no changing but you, it. But you know, like he's gonna they're not gonna be there. They've been evacuated. That's that was what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sane person yeah. would know that this is stupid. But he's not a sane person. So yeah. So he tries um, to rush past them, and they just grab him and stop him. Yeah, he gets he gets past maybe three officers before he's tackled by the other nine. You know, and, yeah. um, and he's just like screaming, like "You don't understand! I'm out of time!" And then the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not the most dramatic scene to end on an episode because I'm not invested in the character emotionally. Yeah. Although I understand the drama present. What's well, like the only other place to end it would be when he draws his sword, and that's not a. It's also that, not that, a very that's good. A, that's not a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's that's he's getting better. Yeah, especially <laughs> especially with the last few times, it's it's always either the the fight ends immediately or all danger is eliminated at the start of it. You know. Yeah. Uh, like for example, you're, he's falling down and the rhino horn is right yeah, there. Yeah. So usually, ah, yeah the the fi- the cliffhanger on the fight is usually like he's on the ropes, mm-hmm. and so. Like, literally, any time that thing was coming towards his face, if they would have freeze-framed on that coming towards his face... That would have been... Yeah. That would have been it. But since he flipped out and grabbed Titan, it's like... And now you're like, what's a mace going to do? Yeah. It's barely crushing these columns, barely. But he's not, like, rising Titan. No, just so, regular old Titan. And also, he's fighting a turtle. Yeah. So and, maybe the turtle's defensive also. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, what is your suck? Um, honestly, I don't really have much to critique about the episode. Uh, I was kind of struggling to find a suck, and the only gripe I have really is them waiting for the Grungi to appear to do anything. Yeah. When they've already got so much information, uh, I feel like you could have... Them not go... Them going out the wrong building and stuff. Yeah, something. Or at least, because they said we can, we'll just watch from here, and they're just on the ground level. I thought they were going to go up the building, uh, but they're just looking down, essentially. Like, look at... Well, they're looking up at the building. What if... Hear me out. What if he never actually went to the edge of the roof... And then next thing you know, you're responsible for 50 more people dying because yeah, you decided like, to sit oh, and wait. That? Oh, no, I clearly see something raining down from there. Yeah. Dang, I wish we had checked that out. Maybe we would have caught him on the roof. But, you know, it's like I said, there's some. I'm sure there's some logic behind it that I'm just not thinking of. Um, it's really not that big a suck. I actually really like the episode. So what was your suck? Um, so my suck, I, I know they don't do it because it's the... Uh, like there was the whole thing about like I understand what you're talking about. He's 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 not in his right mind, but it's just dude, just they're not there obviously. It, yeah, <laughs> it's really not that big a deal. There's gonna be other art competitions, you know. He'll probably be dead though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean true, but the thing you know, it's it, Japan's disease. It's always hard to tell. Like he we, looks so healthy, but yeah, he could be dying tomorrow. But the the fact of the matter is, is that, like if he gets to the, they've been evacuated. Yeah, yeah, nobody's supposed <laughs> to be there. Anyways, uh, no, but my r- real suck is like the obvious thing. Is okay, so I usually have a suck on Kuga. The sucks usually are on Kuga. Is that when I'm watching the show, I've seen this show before and I still expect something different to happen because that's the logical step in the show. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't happen, which makes it a suck. The logical step is they're on that roof, they see the Grungi. He says, he says, uh, Ichijo, Ichijo should have handed him his gun. He should have gone and just shot him right then. Right. <laughs> End <Yeah>. of story. <laughs> I agree. Or yeah, at least, now that you mention it, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> or at least shot him and like it turns out that he's like impervious or whatever. Yeah, but that's it, it's still information. Yeah, you learn something. Uh, but no, he jumps over there. I mean, like you have a ranged attack and he's at range. Right. <laughs> I mean, the only reason he didn't ha- didn't do it is because. 
this isn't a Pegasus episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, that follows the, the show's, like, internal logic, not really real logic. Yeah. Right. Because, like, so whenever I'm like, okay, this is when he does this. Oh, he's not doing it. I've seen this show before, but I still expect it to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, when I was in, when we were watching um, that episode of Double, the Sweets episode. Mm. And, like... It was like this weird person, this random person was the, the dope hunt. I'd forgot that because everybody else was a better option than that person. Yeah, than what was it, the maid? It was one of the maids, but all the other maids were better options. Yeah, like the one that likes food, you know? Uh, the um, one who's like in tr- who's like the head maid who's wound too tight. Like all of them were better options except the, the third random one. Yeah, the one with glasses that it, hasn't really said or done anything. Yeah. But now suddenly they have a weird tongue uh, tick where they're like... Yeah. You know? So it's like... That's when I get a suck. It's when it's like, that's not like, what? Just give him the gun. He shoots him. End of episode. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't work. He deflects it. And then you find out that doesn't work. Right. Do and it, then though. you move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Now that you mention it, uh, that, that scene, I feel like is the odd man out for the episode. Uh, yeah. So what is your segue? So I actually have two things that I really like or I think are worth mentioning. Uh, the first off is the obvious one. I just really like the grungy suit. Like this may be my favorite because they... they um, there's a few suits where there's some dead space and you can tell, okay, that's just some spandex and that's a human body under there. Yeah. Whereas this one, it, they fill out all the dead space with like just random armor plates, yeah. um, in the right spot or like extra clothing in the right spot. So even though it's kind of a basic, he might be armadillo. Armadillo works too. Uh, or yeah. Well, the point is that either way I like it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I still think it's like yeah. turtle. Because like it doesn't necessarily, like whether, I know it's armored in some way. Yeah. Um, and I just love, I like the way that that but, it looks. Yeah. They never look like Cause I, I, I'm, I feel like turtle is weird cause he's got this freaking ball that's flipping around stuff. Um, maybe, oh, maybe he's like that one dinosaur or whatever. You know, the one with the, the, I'm a or yeah. something like that. And that's why I was thinking he was an armadillo thing. Yeah. But they're all, they're not dinosaur ever. They're like, usually like animals. Only animals, yeah. Uh, but I really like the aesthetic, basically. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I, I like that Godai's body, like it's physically changing uh, as he's getting stronger and it's causing worry. It's not like everyone, like I feel like in something um, like Zero One or uh, like in current common with Saber, like all the characters would all immediately recognize it as a good thing somehow, despite knowing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And they would all just blindly be like, oh, this is, this means good things. Whereas yeah. in a show like Kuga, they can be like, uh, maybe it'll take over your mind and you'll become a biological weapon. And that's not a good thing. It's something similar to what they're doing in Double, where it's like, uh, Wakana is getting stronger, but it's a bad thing because it means she's less in less control because of her thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's not something you normally would think of. Yeah, yeah. It's like it just because you got a power upgrade doesn't mean it's, it's good. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's just nice seeing stuff like that, especially yeah, it, when they they focus too on how it's his right leg stronger because of the rider kick, even though they don't mention it's because of the kick. Yeah, uh, we know. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so my Sugoi, um. There, I think it's just the pacing of the episode. Yeah, how well paced and laid it was, out it is. It was definitely episode. a lot better than uh, many so, of the yeah that, some of the mer- the worst Kuga episodes. I, it's one of the better ones because this one, they, yeah. yeah, they still had some. Uh, this was probably the one that uh, probably could have been the best if it wasn't if they didn't have to have a transformation every episode. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I can agree with that because they have to have a transformation every episode, so they have to kind of like work it in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like I think a good if they didn't have to have a transformation every episode, it could have had a really good thing of like the the grungy seeing 
seeing them and throwing a bunch of things at them. Yeah, I honestly, I feel... And then that's where it, like, ended? Right, with him, like, dodging in human form. And then it starts with him turning into, uh, and then jumping across. Yeah, I feel like Kuga would be, it would be so good as an hour-long episode series. Like, if you were to take both episodes, jam them together, make an hour-long episode, you can switch the pacing around. Like, you could have all the front load on the characters, and then it not interrupt, um, like, the action sequences. Like, one of our biggest gripes with the... Uh, we use the the boy walking through the town yeah. as a big right. But if that was all one six-minute scene um, at the start of an episode, it would have been a totally different feel by the end of the episode uh, when it's not cutting into but the yeah, action. Because the, they're also, they break up the action a lot because you know that he's not going to kill this guy at the start of the right. episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, something's going to happen and he's going to split up and then he's going to kill him at the end of the next episode. So, yeah. yeah. But um, even with that, they do a really good job with the pacing. That yes, yeah. Like for example, you can night and day the the scene where Jean's looking at Inokita as she walks away. It's lingering on that so much less than it has in past episodes, where it'll be like a whole ten seconds. It feels like with him just like yeah, you know, breathing. It's it, it, <laughs> it's just like we get it, move on. Yeah. So this one is it's it's just nice. It's good. If you want to think about it more, think about it more. We're moving yeah. on. I wish every single episode had it, this kind of pacing. Yeah. As far as um. Well, I'm sure you know. There's a time and a place for those long stares into each other's eyes, while you, where you both know that this is something we shouldn't talk about because we're gonna get depressed. Yeah, <laughs> like it can't. We can't make it real by talking about it. Those times, like you know, like the uh, I understand. Yeah, I mean, like go uh go die on the bike, not saying anything. Yeah, like there's so many things that you can attribute to that. Yes. Yeah, and they're all right until one of them is until they're proven wrong. Mm-hmm. And like the only other thing, the only other thing that they could have is they could have had a little bit more quiet time between uh, Subaki and Ichijo. That was the only. Yeah. That's that's the only thing they could have stretched out anymore. Right. Even without it, it was a great scene. Right. But I'm just saying that there could have been a sign of like them both thinking about like what they're gonna say next. Yeah, because like one person brought up like, well, when Ichijo was like, what about uh, Sawada? Like, should we tell Sawada or Sakurako? Should we tell Sakurako? And then th- there could have been a pause there where they're both thinking about, is it right to make her worry or yeah. should she know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so, that is a moral that's, you know, definitely a gray area. Yeah. So now, writer ranking. Writer ranking. Um, I really did like, I did like that Godai um, put on the brave face, but also at least this time showed us that he wasn't just being like, think- come on. He's thinking, like, <laughs> he's saying, come on. But then it's just like, then you know, like in a second ago, you know that he was faking it. Right. It, it, it definitely helps uh, cut some of the things I dislike about Godai when you get to peel back that one layer of the onion. Yeah, oh, and you're like, and, oh, he's faking it. Ah, it's like, nice. Okay, he's faking he's, it till he makes it. He's not an idiot. <laughs> he's considerate. <laughs> yeah. What is that? So is he higher than um, XL? Well, I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to say, you know, because he, I did also like, XL got the punch in the face. He did. He (laughs) took the punch in the face like a man (laughs) Um, and he accepted where he was wrong. And where Philip was right, you know, I, I he did have and a he really has nice gave, turn, turnaround. Gave res- respect for Hidenari because he's like, oh, you taught you taught Philip how to to punch to that, be a man to punch other men in the face. Yeah, how we do it. Um, <laughs> I did really like Godai uh, having ch- you know learned through the radio that this area is kind of the area I need to go to. Yeah, it's nice to see he's not sitting around with his thumb up. You know, yeah. it really 
it shows that he's at least he's not just saying he's putting an effort he's actually putting an effort yeah but I, I i feel like all of that's taken away by just kind of standing around at the base of the, the building yeah i don't know why that sits with so wrong with oh, me it's not like it's the you know third degree yeah th- but um, the thing is is like i said because the logical step is shoot him yeah I, yeah you see, yeah because i mean if you're gonna be watching you might as well you know you might as well actually go to the top of the the other building yeah. so you can get a look a better look than just from all the way at the base staring up like yeah but yeah, so he's, he's right there. Yeah. It's not even that hard of a shot. I, I can't he's say. harder shots. You wouldn't even need the code go where I'm in hung from it. You can just shoot him right here. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's definitely better than all the Zero One characters at this moment. Oh, yeah. Because well, that's the thing. The only people he's, he's he's below is Double and XL. Yeah. Yeah. He's earned thirds. He's earned third. And yeah. And he's definitely um showing the kind of character development I want to see to get to first or second where, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just... You know him smacking his head on a wall and it working out. It might out. be. I'm trying to remember how it ended. How I felt about Godai when I ended, because I remember how I felt about the show when it ended. But right, like the I, character himself. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, because that's the that's honestly the thing too. Because you kind of because it's not. We're not talking about the show. We're talking about the writer. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like because if the show ends and it's really good, it's like. But did I really? Was it the character? Because we were the show? thinking. Because we were thinking about the show, like. 71 would be so much higher because Taki's in there. Yeah. And, and like, the, the group and, like, all of them add so much more to the show. Right. But, like, Nigo is kind of just there. Right. I mean, okay, so, like, just taking, let's say I take this episode of Kuka and last episode of 71 and the last two episodes of Double and, and uh, uh, Zero One that I saw, I can say for sure this is one of my favorites. Yeah. Right? Um, I would say the episode of Zero One's on the bottom. I would probably have to figure out where exactly I'm putting this, but it's definitely in the top three of four. Yeah. Um, I would say even maybe the top two. So, but if you take the writer himself, yeah, that that it suddenly there's, becomes there's, a lot. There's more been a difficult. lot that Godai's done that's just like really, yeah, yeah. You're gonna do this? He's a more simple character, yeah. And it's really like now this bit about him becoming a biological weapon. It's making his characters a lot more interesting, yeah. Um, so, so it's giving you hope that he's gonna become much more of a character, yeah, fleshed way. out a little bit less. Come on, but he could just be exactly the same. Yeah, he could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's if that's the story. It could, it could. It could be like, come on, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, you got me. So yeah, we'll leave him at number three. Uh, because it's like it's really hard with, especially with how 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 much um how much uh XL grew in mm-hmm. the last couple of episodes. Yeah. I so I guess what I'm saying is that um I mean it'll be we'll be able to see more. At the end of the next episode with Godai. Right, right, right. Yeah. So if, I, if something more comes along with it. I, I don't want to bump it. So if he's in third, I wouldn't bump him to two. He's more like a 2.5. So really what I'm saying is everything that I'm considering right now, I'm going to take with me into double and zero one for this week's rotation. Yeah. Uh, and so if any time somebody's coming up to third, I can be like, well, remember how he was going to kind of bump yeah. in with Excel. So really it's like if you're not if you're not coming from fourth or fifth place, taking over Excel with whatever you do this episode, you're probably not also taking over Kuga. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so He's not better than XL, but he's really close. And so there's probably going to be pretty much nothing in between. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like shrunk the gap. You, so, you'll so either bump above XL or you'll be below Kuga. It'll be right. very hard to be like right in the middle there. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Exactly so, it. So the next episode of Kamen Rider Kuga is titled Fate. <laughs> it's so hard because like it's honestly so- i'm surprised it's gone this long without a single word title fate yeah <laughs> like i feel like now it's almost like has it not happened <laughs> <laughs> no you're like, it's like really you sure there hasn't been a fate we're just now getting fate yeah <laughs> uh but our next episode is episode 29 of carmen rider double entitled the nightmarish h 
The Melancholy of the Sleeping Princess. Okay. Uh, Sleeping Princess. I, I feel like I've wrongly attributed Princess with Wakana just because that's kind of what she goes yeah. with. So now every time that there's something that says with Princess, I'm thinking, uh, Wakana? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's too wrong to think it in this case because she's having, uh, you know, she's having issues with her physical form now because yeah. of the toy, you know, like the fiddling and whatnot. To be fair, so H stands for three things in this. He may. Uh, <laughs> Two of them are names of characters that only appear in these two episodes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. So, all right. Then I feel better about it yeah. now. Um, and then the eight, the, and then the H is the, the memory, and you'll see it when it comes up. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, heroin, it just gets straight on. It's like stops, <laughs> it stops doing a subtle reference to yeah. drugs and goes full blown. Next one is C for cocaine <laughs> yeah. and like turns into like a, uh, crack addict Sesame Street or whatever, <laughs> where it's just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah. H for heroin. Yay. Um uh so uh that will be our next episode. Uh I have been Eric. And I'm Eugene. And we will see you next time.